Hello and welcome to the Fit and Free podcast. This is a podcast for women who want it all, to feel strong and confident in their bodies, as well as enjoying a sneaky mug on a Friday night. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist here to teach you how to achieve your body goals without food and your body controlling your life. So let's jump in. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Fit and Free podcast. Happy New Year's, everybody. I hope everyone had such a good Christmas break. I love the week in between Christmas and New Year's. It's kind of a little bit of like a floaty time because it's like a little bit of rest, a little bit of connection, a lot of food, and so much joy in this time of year. I am currently sitting in my room. I just, I have to tell you guys about these pancakes I just ate because they were absolutely delicious. Aldi have these Peking duck pancakes and like, yes, probably slow to the party. Like, yes, I am 28, almost 29 in a couple months. Oh my God, it's my birthday soon. Anyway, um, but I've never had Peking duck before. So mum bought these pancakes and had them in the fridge. And then Niels and I went to go get something for lunch. And I was like, oh my God, got no chicken left. What are we going to do? Open the fridge and pull out these pancakes. And I was like, yes, let's make these. Probably should have asked mum because she may have wanted to use them. However, maybe go buy her some more if she, <laughs> if she gets mad at me. But so we make these pancakes and oh my God. They were freaking delicious. Literally, all I had to do was microwave the duck for three minutes and then make these pancakes that provided the pancakes. And all I had to do was add cucumber and spring onions. I was like, why haven't I done this before? <laughs> Normally, I'm like I'm not the biggest fan of like food that comes in boxes and, you know, packaged and like sitting in there and it can be eaten till like the 28th of February when it's like a fresh meat. I get that. However, when you're short on time, when you have nothing to eat, something like that just banging in the fridge is so convenient because it's still going to be, you know, better than going to get McDonald's or something like that. But highly, highly recommend. Just found in the cooler section, I believe, or maybe they're in the freezer section. I'm not completely sure. I didn't buy them. Like I said, I stole them off my mum. <laughs> but yes, so that's a weekly win from me. New Year's was absolutely amazing. We had so much fun, low key. I am not the biggest fan of New Year's and I'm not going to lie. Christmas is like up is my thing. That day was magical. I ate so much food. I drank a lot of cocktails and I just had the best day. New Year's is I'm okay with going to bed really early and just waking up fresh with the new energy. And that's why I thought talking about this topic today was actually so good in alignment with this new year energy, because I know it's a time where people are, you know, setting their new year's resolutions. It's the time to be the best version of ourselves. It's the time to like, this is the year where I'm going to lose five kilos. This is the year where I'm going to do X. So I completely get that. And within that, I know that a lot of people may be thinking that tracking calories is going to be the way that they're going to be able to achieve that goal. So today, what I wanted to break down for you guys is all things tracking calories. Do I need to track calories in order to see results? 
And I also really want to explain to you guys on my journey with tracking calories, on how I used to be super obsessed with tracking every little thing to the T, to then how I was able to find food freedom and then able to like get results without having to track. So let's get into it. The big question, do I need to track calories in order to drop fat? Short answer, absolutely not. However, I believe that you can't just intuitively eat if you don't understand macros, calories, and energy expenditure. You can't just go in and eat whatever you want when you want it. You do need nutritional education because you need to master the basics of macros. You need to master the basics of eating in a deficit, eating at maintenance, or eating in a surplus. And you need to understand energy expenditure, so how many calories your body is actually burning in a day. Because if you just go and intuitively eat, then you're not going to be hitting the right targets of each macronutrient. And if you've listened to some of my other episodes before, you know the importance of macros. Macros are important. We know protein for protein muscle synthesis and to making sure that we're getting those lean gains. Our carbohydrates for our energy and our fats to absorb our micronutrients for our skin, hair and nails and so many other things where it's important for. So the biggest thing here is that you don't have to track calories in order to see results. However, you do need to learn portion sizes of food. There does need to be some sort of measurement within food in order to get the results, simply to make sure that you're eating enough of the macronutrients, eating enough calories to support your body needs. Some of my clients track and some don't. I now look at tracking as a tool in my tool belt. It will 100% work for some people, but it will 100% not work for others. My ultimate goal for all my clients is for them to know how to reach their goals without having to track, so more so intuitively eating. Because the reason is, is because of my journey of tracking. I've been on both sides of the story where my fitness power literally destroyed my life. It destroyed my relationship with food and everything revolved around it. And I've evolved to this place where now I can see it as a really good and helpful thing. So therefore, my beliefs is I know that it's really good for some people. It's not so good for others, depending where they're at in their journey. Because I was obsessed with tracking. Like it, I was tracking everything to the gram, like my vegetables, my lettuce, like everything, right? I was obsessed and it would really affect my moods if I went over my calories. It would really like put me into a downward spiral if I went over. I was constantly feeling like I was failing if I went over my calories and I felt like I was never ever going to see results because I ruined like one day or I ruined two days in a row. I started looking at food as numbers rather than its nutritional density. So instead of looking at its protein or how much carbohydrate it's giving the body, I started looking at it as calories. I can't eat that. That has too many calories. Oh, I can't eat that. That's a waste of calories. Oh, I can't have that. That's too high of carbs. 
And the reason why this was so bad for me is because not necessarily like the, what I was eating, but it was more so what it was happening to me emotionally because it was causing myself to self-sabotage in terms of me believing that I was never going to be able to reach my goals, me believing that I wasn't good enough because I wasn't perfect. I wasn't good enough because I hadn't reached my goals yet. And it's so hard for us because it's something that we want so badly and we hold so much emotional attachment to it. So of course, especially if we believe that we have to track in order to see results, it's going to impact us so much just mentally. As in, we're going to be thinking about it 24 seven. We're going to be laying at night thinking about how many calories we went over in the day or how many calories we're going to eat the next day. It's so, so consuming. And that is the toxic side of it. And that is the reason why I personally had to let it go because it was so consuming. It was such in an unhealthy place. It was causing me to have anxiety. It was causing me to not go to social situations or when I would eat out, I would feel incredibly guilty every single time because I knew I had gone over my calories. I got to a point and I was like, what is more important right now? Like me stressing and thinking about food all the time or my life, my happiness, my friendships, my relationships. Because the thing was, it was, wasn't just affecting me mentally. It was affecting everyone immediately around me. It was affecting my friends. I wasn't being a good friend because on the inside, I was sitting there stressing about the calories and not being present in these conversations. I was saying no to people when I really wanted to say yes because of the calories. I was, having fights with my partner about him cooking for me because I was there was no way that I was able to give up control or, or let anyone else cook for me because of the portion sizes were going to be out and the food wasn't going to be tracked properly. So therefore, I wasn't going to be able to reach my goal. And that's the thing with all of it. It's what was I making it mean about me and me getting my results? It was meaning, I was making it mean every single time I went over, it was Oh, I'm not going to get there. I'm going to fail. I'm going to be fat. I'm going to stay fat. That's it. That's what I used to talk to myself. So all of this combined, all of these reasons was like this build up of this moment where I was like, holy fuck, like this has to change. Life is not meant to be lived by an app. It's not meant to be lived by, you know, stressing about every little calorie. But of course, it's freaking terrifying letting it go. It was so scary. So if you're sitting in this space being like addicted to tracking and being in full control, I see you because it is so, so hard. And unless you're fully in it and know how it feels, then you can't really relate. So I got to this point where I was like, no, things have got to change. This is it. So what did I do? The number one thing, guys, I honestly did was I got help. That's when I started working with my first coach because it's one thing to like think that you can do it alone, but it's another one like doing it alone. And that was honestly like the best thing that I ever did for myself was I invested in myself for the first time. And because it's the emotional support that you need in order to move through it, because it's not, you can't have these conversations with, you know, your partner or your immediate family, because there's, there's always going to be not necessarily judgment, but they're always going to like, you know, give you advice on things that you should do. 
when maybe you're not ready to hear it or maybe you're, you know, maybe they don't understand. I get, I get that all the time. It's like, oh, the female in the relationship is like, oh, I hate my body. I'm really fat. I really want to lose weight. And then the guy will be like, well, just eat less. <laughs> not that simple. <laughs> so that's the first thing I did. I reached out for help. I got a coach to help me work through it because I had to learn how to trust myself around food. I had to learn how to take the knowledge that I had learned from tracking calories. I had to take the nutritional literacy that I had built from what are carbs, what types of foods are fats, and what types of foods are proteins, and then to be able to transition that to more portion sizes and learning how to balance my plate in with specific foods each and every time. The next thing I had to do was I had to build trust with my hunger and fullness cues again. I don't know if you've listened to episode one, but my full journey is I lost my period for two years because my body was in a state of low energy availability. So what that means is just I was not giving it enough fuel for the amount of energy I was burning for a long period of time. So my menstrual cycle had stopped. So not only did it affect my menstrual cycle, but it also affected my hunger hormones. So because of my hunger hormones being affected, I didn't know what it felt like to be full. I experienced extreme hunger for a good like three months of this healing journey from going from tracking to not tracking intuitively eating. I remember I went camping one time and I had this massive breakfast. It was huge. And then literally one hour later, I was starving. And of course, this triggered the shit out of me because I was like, why am I still hungry? I just ate a huge meal and I'm starving still and I don't get it. And then I get so emotional because it's the stories of, oh my God, I'm eating so much. It's going to make me fat. I'm going to lose my progress. I'm never, ever going to be able to reach my goal. So that's why it's really, really important to have a coach to be there by your side to be able to support you through that because I didn't know at the time, like my body was healing because I was under eating for so long. My body literally had to play catch up in order for its metabolic processes to start again. So because my body was so hungry, it was now that I was allowing myself to eat, it was like, yes, feed me, feed me, feed me because I no longer want to be starved. But I wouldn't have known that and I wouldn't have been educated in and around that if I wasn't working with someone while I was going through it. So building trust with hunger and fullness cues definitely takes time and it's definitely something that is emotional. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, the way that really helped me was really focusing on rating my hunger. And I literally get my clients to do this all the time. It's constantly asking yourself, how hungry am I? On a scale to 1 to 10, 10 out of 10 being full stuffed on the couch, 0 out of 10 being like, oh, my God, I'm going to kill somebody. And that's it, guys. Like, it's something that you have to consistently do. You have to take responsibility and do it and commit to it <laughs> because if you've been relying on an app for so long telling you how much you should be eating, it's going to be a disconnect with actually how you're feeling with your body. Because I am a firm believer, like, yes, tracking calories, it's good now. But like 
throwing out a number from an equation, yes, it's going to be good, but it's not as accurate as like truly what your body is telling you. Because at the end of the day, our bodies are so smart and it's a physiological process that we're designed to do. So if we're taking the attention away from that and then putting onto an app, it's going to be confusing. So that's why it's going to be sitting in this moment of overwhelm, which is going to be terrifying and really hard and challenging for you. But then once you sit through the overwhelm, then you're like, oh, okay, build evidence that, okay, I'm building this trust. But then again, you have to sit through the overwhelm, this being scared, having fear, being like, oh my God, I'm going to gain weight when really you're not going to, but being able to sit through it. Because in the end of the day, that's what you have to do. You have to be able to trust yourself. You have to lean into the fear and lean into the fact that there can be another way that you can see results without tracking and then look at everyone around you in this world who's not tracking calories and who have really, really fit looking bodies. There is so much evidence in and around you that it can be possible. And that's why I like to use comparison as a tool because it's a reflection in a mirror of like, oh my God, they're doing it. So it's possible for me. Another thing that I had to do in order to have this full transition to intuitive eating was removing all my food rules. I had to let go of good foods. I had to let go of bad foods and I had to find food neutrality. I had to be able to include all foods without guilt and shame. And how do you do that? You freaking have to eat them. (laughs) And do you know how hard that is? Especially like, I get it. Like I was a girl who was, you know, I was so driven by my body image. I wanted my stomach to look a certain way. And this coach told me that I had to eat brownies every day. (laughs) I don't want to do that. (laughs) Of course not. It's going to ruin my progress. I'm not going to be able to see results. Absolutely not. However, it's being able to, it's that mentality that is holding us back because it's that restriction that fuels the obsession that leads to the binges, that leads to the guilt, that leads to the shame. There can be a beautiful space for you to have this food neutrality. However, you do have to get rid of all the excitement and all the like, oh, I'm doing this to treat myself or it's the weekend or it's a holiday. Until you can fully have every day is exactly the same, all foods are, are carbs, fats, and proteins, is when you're going to be able to really implement that intuitive eating and really get those sustainable results. So removing all my food rules was really, really beneficial for me in order to get to where I am today. And I have to say here, like the biggest thing, honestly, for me with this whole journey was For years, I said, I don't have a problem with my exercise. I show up, I train, I get it done, X, Y, and Z. Boy, was I so wrong because I, when I started training correctly, when I started training smarter, when I started following a gym program and applying progressive overload, not doing gym classes and gym challenges and all that bullshit, was when I started seeing results. I thought it was my food that was wrong. I thought it was how much I was not eating the right thing in X, Y, and Z, but When I started training correctly, when I started doing all the things and when I started actually getting stronger was when I saw body composition changes. 
For years, I was doing HIIT workouts, cardio, X, Y, and Z, and that's it. It was when I was transitioning to intuitively eating, when I came out of my calorie deficit, when I started eating at maintenance calories and applying progressive overload into my training and actually training correctly was when I saw results because the results that I saw within six months that I was trying and striving for five years was absolutely crazy. So yes, you might be thinking you don't have a problem with your exercise, but are you seeing body composition changes? Because you should still be seeing body composition changes in your body if you are training correctly, if you are applying progressive overload. We think it's the food, but it's not always the case. So ladies, here are some signs that you may need to take a break from tracking calories or take a break from trying to be in a calorie deficit. Because you can also just eat at maintenance calories if you want to build a healthy relationship with food. But if you are obsessing about everything you're eating, if it is ruining your mood, if it's causing you to have meltdowns, if it's causing you to have arguments with your partner, if it's creating anxiety around eating out, then they are signs that you either need to take a break from tracking You need to work with somebody to help you through it and learn how to eat correctly, or you need to take a break from your calorie deficit and eat at maintenance calories. And the reason why I say doing it correctly is because when you're actually in a calorie deficit, that's only like a 20% deficit of your true maintenance calories, being in a calorie deficit is not that hard. It's really not when you're doing it correctly. Sure, you'll be a little bit hungry, but if you're constantly thinking about food all the time and stressing about everything you're eating and if you have no energy and it's really affecting your sleep and it's a flow-on effect to everything in your life, then that's not a calorie deficit. That's you not looking after your body correctly. And I'm here to tell you, and I'm being straight up and honest, it's because all those signs and symptoms is not a calorie deficit. Like, yeah, maybe like you'll get hungry and your energy will drop and you'll be thinking about food all the time towards the end of your calorie deficit, but it definitely shouldn't be at the start. And the reason I said that is because that's how I felt. I thought that's what I had to do for five years. But it wasn't until, you know, I started working with a coach and learned about nutrition and all everything else was like, oh, my God, it doesn't have to be this way. So from that, fast forwarding to now, I see tracking as such a good educational tool. I didn't think that a year ago. I thought it was the devil and I thought – no one should ever track in their life because it destroyed my soul. But I have now moved through that because I can see it in both lines. And that's why, like I said at the beginning, I only prescribe it to some people. But the thing is that this didn't happen overnight. Seeing tracking as a a useful tool and an educational tool definitely didn't happen overnight. I had to master and learn one thing. And it wasn't necessarily the nutritional side of it. It was actually the mindset side of it that I had to overcome. Because the thing is, it's not necessarily the tracking or the food or the numbers. It's what you're making the tracking going over the calories mean about you. What are you making it mean about you if you go over the calories? What are you making it mean about you if you don't stick to it perfectly? Does it mean that I'm a failure and I'm never going to get results or I'm terrified of failure or I'm not good enough if I don't look a certain way? 
I'm not good enough if I'm not perfect. Because that is the thing that is holding us back from really being successful because it's self-sabotage. So my question for you guys right now and reflect on it is what are you making it mean about you if you go over your calories? What are you making it mean about you and your results if you don't stick to it perfectly? Are you living in what's going to happen into the future or are you projecting back into the past of, oh, I've never gotten results before, so why is it ever going to be different in the future? Of course it can be different in the future, especially if you're educated and you know what you're doing and you're eating enough and you're eating the right macro split. Just because something happened in the past doesn't mean it's going to be projected into the future. And that's this piece on mindset work and the importance of it. That's why it's a huge aspect of the Fit and Free Academy. And then the last thing that really, really helped me here was learning how to trust the process. If you've never seen results, then it's freaking hard to believe that not tracking will lead you to reaching your goals. Like I get it. I struggled for years on this stuff and I never believed that I was going to get a toned stomach. But look at me now. I've got muscle definition in my core and I eat more than I ever have and I train less. So that's it. It's being able to sit through those times of feeling like it's not going to work. It's about feeling through those times of I feel like giving up. I feel like nothing is working. I feel like I'm not getting stronger. I feel like this. Because the thing is, just because we feel those things doesn't mean they're true. So the big question is, how do you see results without tracking? So you need to learn about portion sizes. It can be really that simple. And this is where like all this information is based off the National Australian Guidelines, right? It's carbohydrates, it's proteins, it's fats. It's the National Australian Guideline states that you need to have five to six serves of carbohydrates every single day. And if you're an active female training like six to seven times a week, you definitely need more than that in a day. And this can be really such an easy, effective way to reach our goals, but it's often overlooked because it's easy. We are conditioned to needing like these special formulas and these special methods that are like promising these certain results. And if I do this, this, this perfectly in this way, therefore I'm going to achieve X. That's literally what I do now is Every time I make a meal, I ask myself, what is going to be the source of fat? What's going to be the source of carb? And what's going to be the source of protein? Break it down into a Mexican bowl. Okay, cool. I'm going to use chicken mince as my protein. I'm going to use rice as my carbohydrate. I'm going to use avocado as my fat. And then I'm going to make a salsa with lots of colorful vegetables in it to make it a perfectly balanced meal. It can seem really simple. But the thing is, guys, that it absolutely can be really simple. So now at the moment, I definitely go through periods of tracking and not tracking. It depends on where I'm at in alignment with my goals. So if I'm eating at maintenance calories, I won't track because I kind of know now, like off the back of my hand, I know exactly how much protein I need, how much carbs I need and how much fats I need. If I was to go then into a deficit phase, I will track. I will track, you know, maybe one to probably three weeks and like understand the portion sizes. And then depending on how much variety I have in my diet, 
because when I diet, when I do go into a deficit phase, I keep it really simple and I eat the same thing because it's so much easier. Number one, because I freaking love it and it's satisfying and I enjoy it. Number two, it just makes everything so much easier in terms of like, yep, I'm hitting my numbers, I'm hitting my goals and yeah, I'm nourishing my body in that way. So I will go through periods. So yeah, if I wanted to drop a little bit of body fat, cool, I'll track for like maybe six, eight weeks, depending. I won't do it perfectly. I probably will do it 80%, but it works. However, the reason why it works is because I've built the nutritional literacy. I have gone, I've put in the hard yards, you know, and that's the thing with nutrition. It, you do have to learn it. But once you learn it, you can really be quite more flexible in your food. Then going from a calorie deficit and then going back into the maintenance, I will track just to make sure, again, I'm eating enough and making sure I'm hitting my protein target and making sure like I'm nourishing my body enough. And then I just cycle through it. So guys, I really, really hope that you found some value out of this in terms of like, Maybe questioning yourself like, do I need to let go of my fitness power? Is it really supporting where I am right now? Do I need to get help with this to move through it and to actually achieve my body goals so I can have like this food freedom? Let me know what you think in of the episode. I would love if you can send me a DM and tell me the best thing about it. If you love the episode, I would love it if you could do me a favor and just write me a quick review because It really does help support the podcast and I want to get this out to as many people as possible because I don't want anyone to live a life controlled by food and their body. Thank you again for being here. I love you all and I will see you in the next episode.